So now I feel like this is going to be a short and sweet podcast, much shorter than previously. And it's a shame because it's a very, very famous music legend. And I don't want in any way to disrespect him in any way. The guy's a legend. I'll explain. Just bear with me, please. Hello everyone and welcome back to my music memories. Now, first of all, I do need to apologise. Some of the information regarding um, this concert that I'm going to talk about today is a little up in the air. Now, the reason for that is um, I'm having a lot of work done in the house and it's a literal building site. I, I'm I'm cooking out of an air fryer and a microwave because I literally don't have access to anything else and it's going on way too long and it's too hot and I don't know where any of my tickets have gone. That means I can't remember the exact details of the concert in question. However, I can narrow it down and honestly, that is, that's enough, I think. So today... I'm going to be talking about one of the all-time like music legends. And I've I've seen quite a few over the years, I will say. I've tried to to get to see kind of the really big artists as well as kind of the really unknown artists as well because you get very different concerts. And I mean, you know, I've spoken about it before, but the whole Billy Joel issue goes to show that not the not the size of the artist doesn't always mean that they're going to put on the best performances. Some of the best performances I've seen have been the smaller artists. And by that I mean obviously the size of their fame not necessarily the size of the eyes. Um but I, I'm talking about Prince. This time I'm talking about the legend that is Prince. Now, I grew up as a teenager in the 90s. And for me, Prince was a weirdo. He was singing about the most beautiful girl in the world. Which, that song never went off the radio. It was on so much, I just got annoyed by it. And then he changed his name to a symbol. It was like a, some kind of a statement. And it was like, oh, what the hell is he doing? His best songs weren't necessarily the ones that were getting the most airplay. And I just wasn't a massive fan. Or so I thought. A few years later, um, I heard a song. And um, it went after the end of the song. They said, you know, and that was Prince. I, I couldn't tell you what the song was. Possibly Raspberry Beret. What song like that? And they were like, okay, and that was, you know, by Prince. And I was like, oh, okay. I I knew the song, and I was unaware that that was him. Okay, fair enough. Didn't think much of it. Then um, I really got into. Which is still kind of my favourite song. When Doves Cry. 
I love that song. It's such a good song. And I got to thinking, again, like I have done with, with other people in the past, what else don't I know that it was him? Because I feel like, you know, I know more than, than I realised I did. So I did a little deep dive into Prince and discovered that there were so many more songs that I enjoyed of his than I didn't. Um, that I realised that I'm genuinely just a big fan of his. And I had no idea. Not really. I thought... I mean, again, it was one of those things where... If someone had asked me, you know, oh, what do you think of Prince? I'd be like, no, I'm not a big fan. But then I'd listen to songs of his on the radio, not knowing they were his. And obviously, you know, for anyone who is unaware kind of the the story behind the him changing his name to a symbol was much more a political statement about his contract and the issues he was having with his record label it had nothing to do with you know his status or promotion or anything or anything like that because i have now seen a documentary all about it and honestly it makes so much more sense after you read and you know what actually happened you know what was it all about it's a similar thing to the whole elton john double albums so like albums like the uh goodbye yellow brick road were double albums because his contract said that he had to release two albums a year and he found a loophole that if he did a double album it can it classed as two albums and it allowed him to only do the one that year so it was his way of kind of getting around the contracts that he had. It just makes so much more sense when you know the stories behind, you know, things that were going on. And then one day I was round a, a family gathering. There was a whole bunch of us there. It was my mum's cousin and we, we saw them fairly regularly. And um, she came up to me and she said, look, you like music and you like concerts, right? And I was like, yes. At this point, everybody knew that I was going to, I don't know, so many concerts. It was ridiculous at this point. It was around, in fact, I can tell you the date. It would have been around the beginning of 2007. So this would have been right in kind of the middle of like, like this would have been like the height of me going to concerts. I'd say probably about two a month, probably at this point, an average of. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of music. Um, why? What's 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 going on? And she said, well, through her work, she has been able to uh, get herself tickets to see Prince at the O2 in London. He's doing a big residency there. And she can get tickets. If I wanted to go, I could. she would get them for me. They would be two tickets. Is that something that you would be up for? So, I, I said to her, I'll let her know. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. And, you know, she gave me a number. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll update you and let you know what's going on. And my first thought was... I hadn't been to see someone who was so 
mainstream with his music, I'll say. To that point, I'd predominantly only really seen like rock people uh, or, you know, people that you don't get on the general radio. And I was thinking, this is going to be a big concert. It's the O2. I don't think Ben is going to want to go. I don't think my brother's going to want to go at all. So I suppose, you know, I can either make him come with me or I go on my own. But do I want to go on my own, though? And I really wasn't sure. Because, you know, I had gone to the first, like, batch of concerts on my own. And then when my brother started coming with me, it was so much better. That I don't really want to go to a concert on my own now. Not if I don't have to. If I can find someone else to tag along. And I was having this conversation with my sister. And she said... Oh, um, John, her partner, is um, really, well, I say partner, he was partner at the time, they're married now. Um, (laughs) She's like, yeah, no, he's a huge fan of Prince. He'll probably go with you. Now, I've never mentioned him. I don't think I have. It's a very, I don't know, it's a very interesting dynamic, the two of us. We don't see each other a whole lot of ever really Um, but when we do it's all you know it's all amenable it's all fine we get on okay you know we're not the best of friends by far but there's you know we get on we're happy to coexist and things and i was thinking okay yeah that all sounds cool so um i contacted my mum's cousin i said yeah you know what we will have two tickets please and we had to pay, obviously. Now, this was the Earth Tour. And it started the 1st of August and finished the 21st of September. Now, it was for the album that he had just released at the time, which was called uh, Planet Earth. And you actually got a free copy of the album with a ticket. When you went into the venue and you kind of went through the turnstiles to get to where your seats were, um, you would given a, a, a copy of the album. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, that all sounds great. I don't know where they're going to be. She's going to buy them. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. As it was... Because I can't find my tickets, I can't tell you the exact date that we went. I can't. I feel like it was it was a September date more than an August date, but it was one of those dates. And I've left this until quite late in the podcast running because, if I'm being honest, I'm a huge fan. The more I do, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. The more I do this podcast, the more I'm actually thinking. The bigger the name, the more I don't think I want to go and see them live. Because, there was no, don't get me wrong, I'm, I feel like I'm setting up to say that this was terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was, it was, he was an incredible performer, a fantastic showman, and the concert was really good. But the reason I've left it so long to talk about is because I don't really remember much about it. 
And if it's not that memorable, you know, there were concerts that I went to before Prince, a long time before Prince, that were a lot less famous than him, but that I can remember those concerts in detail. So, I don't know. I mean, I know what I think it is, because I've obviously had a thought before I've come to record this. And it's actually interesting because I I listened to someone recently who had been to a concert for quite a big 90s and early 2000s band. And they were touring for a new album. And they did the kind of concert that Prince did, that a lot of people have done. And again, I think you get this more with the more famous people because I get it but I don't know I'll get to it when I get to it in a minute because yeah basically we arrived well we obviously we got the tickets and then we arrived the O2 is one of the biggest venues um, in the UK I don't know if it's the biggest but it's definitely one of the biggest I don't think oh no it must have been I think this would might have been the first time I'd been to the O2 as a festival or like a concert I feel like all of the times I've been and there haven't been that many were after 07 so I feel like this was probably the first time I'd actually been to the O2 and it was huge it was absolutely massive now Prince's stage was in the shape of the symbol that he changed his name to all those years ago and it was in the very centre of the O2, which is unique because every other time I've been to the O2, well, it's very rare anyway that you have your stage in the centre. Because there's no really where, there's, because there isn't really anywhere for you to go. So, like, if you have like a rest or a break or something, you kind of have to go into the stage itself. There must be like a like a trap door that goes down and under so you can get out and not have to obviously come through the crowd. But it also allows him and the group to kind of see more of the audience because they're all around him. However, I don't know. I, I have seen very few people in center stage with a stage in the middle of the whole arena and I feel like the the because they have to be constantly moving at least when you have a stage set up at an end doesn't matter which end if you're at an end then you always have the curtain or the wall to your back and you always have the audience to your front the problem with being in the center is that you've always got someone at your back. There's always people behind you. And that feels weird to me. I mean, we went in and we went to our seats. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know what I was expecting necessarily. But we were really far back. We were pretty much as far back as you could get without going up. Uh, bracket so basically that like the, the, the actual floor itself is like an oval and then you have like 
the stands, which are like a, a, a not a step up, but like a section up. They're physically raised. And then you've got the upper circle, which is another up. And they go really high. The, the kind of the upper circle are right in the rafters. You're seriously high up. Um, they even have a warning for people that, who are up that high. But we weren't up anywhere, necessarily. There was a slight stadium slant at the edge. But we hadn't physically risen to another section. But we were right on the edge. Which means we were as far away from the stage as you could get to on that level. And, you know, it was fine. It was fine from there. We could hear perfectly because... You know, this, the O2 sound is, is incredible. We couldn't really see him that much. And when he was obviously going around his stage to other members of the audience, couldn't really see him at all. So I, I don't know how I feel about that setup. I think it's best for the people kind of that go because then, I mean, yeah, if, if he was at the end then we, we would have been so far away, we wouldn't have been able to have seen him full stop. So, you know, it was better for us by far. Because, yeah, we, he was like half the distance closer than he would have been if it had been at the end. So that was all positive. But, yeah, then we have the set. Now, I've read some interesting little tidbits about this. And apparently, they had code words for... 200 different songs and what this allowed was Prince would choose the song that they're going to move on to using code words and the band would know what to move on to without having to have a rigid set list every night but it allowed them to kind of do what he wanted and what he felt like now for me this was an album tour and what that means is he did most of he did more new stuff than he did classics stuff which is what i was getting to earlier this band that this person that i spoke to had gone to see recently they're very well known for certain songs however they focused more on the new album because that's what they're touring for. That's the new stuff. That's what they want to promote and they want to do. With a handful of classics. But you kind of miss out on the songs that you want to hear. For me, I don't know. I, I was a little bit annoyed with this. Because there was a whole section. This is what I remember the most about this concert was the fact that there was like a whole section of classic songs that were all done as like a medley. So he did like a line of or two from one song and then move on to the next and did a line or two from that song and then, you know, you know how a medley works. And that was how we got most of the classic songs. And then he would he did songs like Kiss and Most Beautiful Girl in the World in their entirety, which aren't the songs that I would have chosen for me. Um, but we did get Purple Rain, which was absolutely stunning. Fantastic rendition. 
But again, I suppose the problem was back then, especially, I wasn't really as knowledgeable as I am now. And when I knew he was touring and I had the opportunity to go see him, my immediate thought was, oh, yeah, lovely. I like Prince. I'll go and hear all his hits. There'll be some I like, some I don't like. That's fine. I hadn't considered the difference between a kind of like a greatest hits tour or an album tour. And if you look online, there will be some people that say, well, no, this whole thing was for an album, but he did more uh, of the hits. And it's like, I mean, if you're listing them by name, then I suppose you're technically correct. But for a lot of the songs, he only did a couple of lines. He literally did a medley of a bunch of songs. That's not doing those songs. And yeah, there was an awful lot of music that I either wasn't the biggest fan of or just didn't know. Just flat out didn't know. So I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I really, I did really enjoy this. However, there wasn't much to, there wasn't much for me to remember. Which in itself is a shame. Because I still really enjoy Prince. And, you know, he's no longer with us. And I would love to see him again. I would love to have seen him again. I know, um, I did speak to someone uh, who was there. Who had been to like five or six of the dates. so uh, Because they couldn't go to every one. But they were trying to go to as many as they could. And yeah. You know. It's one of those things. There's there's a whole load of people that I would love to go see. I really would. But there's not much you can do. You know. He was be definitely better than some. Um, I have already mentioned one in this podcast. So I'm not going to keep going over it. But yeah. He was definitely better than some. I do question the stage layout. I do. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it still. Because, yeah, if he'd have had an end stage set up, we would have been further away. But at least I would have seen kind of his face the whole time. Whereas, yeah, where, where it was is that I could see him more clearer. But for a lot of the time, he just had his back to me. So, you know, it's difficult It's difficult to know um, how to feel in those situations. And, yeah, I did get to hear a whole bunch of his songs, but only a couple of lines, if I'm being honest. Um, but I did get to hear Purple Rain. And that is something that I will always remember. It was really, really good. And the thing is, I think that's where I'm going to leave it. Because I don't think there's much else to talk about here, really. I do still have the armband that you had to have to get in. It's in my tour drawer. Along with the ticket, which is, I do not know where. Um, but yeah, that is, that is that is it. And that, I think, goes to show that it, it really didn't leave that much of a memory. But I wanted to talk about it, because the guy was a legend. And he had a great concert. Just not a hugely memorable one. So, yeah, a nice and quick one this, this, this month. Um, so with everything up in the air the way it is, it should only be like this for another couple of weeks, and then I can get back to trying to find where stuff is, and I should be able to sort out what the next podcast is going to be. I did have a list, 
I'm not 100% sure. Um, I feel like the next one might be about a theatre show that I went to see. So, possibly. We will see. So, um, yes, that was um, Short and Sweet. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you again next time. 